0: As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who, or what, decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Hell wanna know, and they wanna know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now.
1: And what's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and forgotten media, and then we decide if it should be tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or remembered for all of humankind. Uh, My name is Steve, I'm one of the hosts, and with me
2: is a guy who forgot his shoulder pads and his pouches. It's... It's hell. How are you doing, Steve? I'll tell you what I didn't forget was my um, <clears throat> metal arms. Uh, <laughs> and you can tell they're metal because they're chrome with lines oh, course, in them. Of course, of course. You got to have that. Uh, horizontal lines in them. And my uh, giant oversized gun that uh, would actually topple me over, make me topple over because of its weight. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can, uh, I can see it in the background
1: there. I just have to s- squint a little bit. Yeah, I'm sitting on it. Oh, I I bet you are. I
2: bet you are. Uh, This is already off to a a rough start much. uh, (laughs) But, you know, at least we're consistent with the awkwardness, Steve. Uh, Unlike a certain Rob Liefeld's inability to be consistent (laughs) with his art from panel to panel. Look at these. This is what hands look like. (laughs) Oh, I don't know, Steve. I recently saw some artwork that would uh, indicate otherwise. What? You mean my hands are wrong? Yeah, yeah, like your thumb should just be a sharp isosceles triangle. <laughs> <at least. laughs>
1: oh, man. So, if anyone's uh, wondering what we are uh, talking about here, we're going to be talking about Rob. Well, you hell says Leafield. I say Liefeld. No. Oh, I meant to say Liefeld. Oh. I used to say Leafield, but I meant to say right. Liefeld. Yeah,
2: which is the proper person. Right,
1: pregnancy. because he lied about his ability to be an artist. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> I,
2: I wouldn't go. That, no, no.
1: I uh well, we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Youngblood. Number one, uh, Rob Liefeld's uh, Youngblood. Number one, he was one of the founding fathers <laughs> of image. Uh, I mean, if you don't know who Rob Liefeld is, uh, I guess you've been living under a rock or something. Uh, he was on a uh, Levi's 501 commercial. Do you remember those back in the day, those yeah.
2: commercials? Yeah. yeah, I remember them. He had a few of them. I, actually, uh, for those people who don't know, I really recommend watching the uh, documentary Image Revolution, uh, where they interview Rob Liefeld, Mark Silvestri. Jim uh, Lee. Uh, Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, like all the guys that uh, started up Image Comics, they interview them. And uh, I will warn you: you're gonna come away in love with Rob Liefeld. (laughs) Uh, He's he's such like a charming, like very affable, kind of a lovable guy. Uh, Very, very like. He's very uh, Uh, but yeah, it's a great
1: documentary. Polarizing, uh, at least in the industry, I'd say either you love his art or you hate it. Like there are aspects about it to like and
2: also to hate, uh, as we are going to see. I, I think I think maybe before we dive into the story <laughs> of Young Blood number one, maybe we should talk about Rob and his art for a little sure. bit. Sure. Uh, like how you, growing up, I know you, you like I you like myself. That makes that's a little better. Uh, we're into uh, comics, absolutely. Um, and I know you still are. We, and, I, and I am still, but not quite as uh, strong mm-hmm. as I used to be. But anyways. This is like when I'm hot and heavy into comics. I assume for you as well, right? Mm. What did you think of Rob Liefeld then? And what do you think about him now as an artist?
1: Uh, I loved it then. I managed to snag myself a copy of X-Force number one, or at least his almost his whole run um, before he jumped over to Image. And uh, Mm -hmm. I loved it. I just, I don't, I really... And even now, I think he's got a very recognizable style. It's not exactly accurate, but it's like, I don't know, sort of bombastic and in your face. Mm, bombastic. Yeah, yeah that's a great. And great you thing. know it when you see it. Like There are other people who are better at anatomy, but their style is going to be more forgettable <laughs> when you put it up next to uh, a Rob Liefeld because he's just... He's got his own style, and I also like his design sensibilities. A lot of people complain about the pa- pouches and the shoulder pads, but like he was the one who pioneered that look. He came in, yeah,
2: and a lot of people copied yeah. it back then. Like it's it's not like he was doing it and he's the only one, and people thought it was dumb. Right. No, I mean like that was a style that you said he pioneered, and lots of artists copied for it. sure. And uh, I don't, don't want to go on uh, too long
1: here. But um, uh, but yeah, he um, he's got his own style, and I do like how he is in uh, interviews. He's really kind of stands up for himself and kind of tells it like it is. Um, sometimes I think maybe he has. Uh, sometimes it seems like he's got too much of an ego. Sometimes I mean, my God, the guy was making six figures off of comic books at the age of like twenty five or twenty six. So. I mean, who mm-hmm. wouldn't have an ego seven figures? Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't have an ego at that point? Uh, but also, I think yeah. that has like kind of hurt him in the long run, at least as far as, uh, you know, getting hired by like the, the mainstream guys. But uh, but yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. I'm a fan then. I'm still a fan now. If I see he's working on something, I will at least check out the first issue. Check yeah, out. for sure. Uh,
2: how about yourself? Uh, I am very surprised to hear you speak so highly of him, um, but I'm kind of similar uh, to you. I loved X Force, uh, and I loved his run mm-hmm. on X Force. And I will say, from what I remember, I feel like his art was a little bit uh, more uh, anatomy-wise. Maybe it was a little bit more mm-hmm. accurate on the X Force mm-hmm. run, where he probably had like you know people at Marvel, you know, kind of saying, "Hey, uh, <laughs> we want your panels to look like this right. or whatever." um but he still had like you said his own very distinct style mm-hmm. and back then i didn't see anything wrong with it you know Same i here. like like now I'll, I'll look at some of his stuff and i'm like oh that's not the way uh, a bicep or a tricep really right. looks or goes into the elbow right. uh if there is an elbow sometimes he just doesn't <laughs> do an elbow right but uh this is how i always like <clears throat> compare i i always when talking about rob liefeld's art I always bring up Sam uh, Keith, mm-hmm. the guy who created and draws yep. the Max. The Max, I wouldn't say is known for like – or Sam Keith, I wouldn't say like that book in particular is known for like its accuracy either right. in terms of anatomy. Mm. You know, it's, it's very stylized. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I look at his – it's like style. Well said. Well you said. Know? Now, I will say there's a fine line between style – and not knowing what a <laughs> hand looks like or a foot looks right. like or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I so I can see how some of those other criticisms might be valid. But I don't think that Rob can't draw something anatomy where the anatomy is perfect because he does it sometimes. He he does it more often than not, really. It's just like when he doesn't do it, it stands out. But, um, you know, he, it's just his style. Right. It's not like he couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the one criticism i will say about uh Liefeld's work that um i do kind of notice um, more although i will say i didn't notice it quite as much in this first issue is that sometimes his faces will look completely different from one panel to the mm-hmm. next like it won't look like the same it's the same character in two panels but they don't the face doesn't quite look like the same person right. um so i i so i've seen some of that before definitely in his art but otherwise i think he's a great artist and i think steve he draws the best teeth in all of comics. You will not find anyone who draws a mouth of teeth. I am, I'm being serious. Like, as we'll go through this issue, well, look at these teeth. They're, they're beautiful. All
1: throughout. There's like a weird, uh, and we're going to point it out here. There's also, yeah, he does do a lot of teeth, like a, a lot of like grunt.
2: Maybe too many teeth. Maybe too many yeah, teeth. Yeah, a lot
1: of a grunty face. I remember that's one that he does a lot. And there's one here where he like, Went into way too much detail on this guy's open mouth. It's like this massive open mouth
2: um, that we're gonna see here uh, in a minute. Because he's great at teeth, man. <laughs> like he really is. He's great at like the inside of mouths. Like he's so good. He'll put extra teeth. <laughs> <in there. laughs> but I love it. It looks. I thought. I think it looks cool the way he does. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like Rob Liefeld. Uh, he doesn't draw a lot of backgrounds. know. Uh, he's obviously more so into drawing characters. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we, we should probably get into and, uh, it. And uh, just to sum up here,
1: I think he works best when he has someone else taking – maybe taking more control over – because he does a lot of his own, like, plotting for the stories. And then someone else will come and do dialogue. Like, uh, it's better mm-hmm. if he probably lets uh, someone else do more of that, I would say. Uh, like, You mean have somebody else also do the plot? Yes. Yeah. Oh, one one hundred 100%. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, let's uh let's dive uh deeper into Young Blood number one here. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, here's uh Young Blood number one, which uh was a flip book, if <laughs> which uh, I forgot, and apparently uh, Yehel said he forgot too. Uh, yeah, it, it's weird. Like just making one super team was not enough for one Rob Leifeld. He, I guess. All right, so they're both young blood, but you have a an away team and a home team, which just seems unfair. It's like the, <laughs> the away team has to go yeah. all over the globe while the other guys just hang out. And I think they're in like Washington D.C. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just for some a little bit of a background on the issue here, um, the premiere date was uh, April uh, 1992 for at least Youngblood number one. Now, what I didn't realize when I was uh, looking up some info here was that this is actually not the first appearance of Youngblood. They actually made their uh, debut as a backup feature in uh, 1987 in something called Ram R A M M number one. And then before the next month, appearing in the one-shot Megaton Explosion, number one. And then uh, later appearing in, uh, and then later, you get this book here in 1992. Uh, And then Youngblood was, uh, let's see, uh, originally published, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, we don't need to know that stuff. But but yeah, did you know that
2: this wasn't um, their first appearance ever? Uh, now that you mention it, yes, I did know about that, uh, that it wasn't their first appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> that's just video power, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> call back to a uh, previous week's episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A nice shirt, by the way. Um, I, I remember no, it from thanks. somewhere. I like it so much
2: from last week. I just decided to wear it again. <laughs> Me too,
1: out of nowhere. Yeah, I also decided definitely that. Definitely didn't record these back to back. No, definitely not. So uh, for a quick synopsis here, um, for the, because as we said, this is a flip book. It's the away team and the home team, which, man, I don't know what he was thinking. But uh, so here's the synopsis. I think for, he was going for like the, you know how X-Men had a blue team and a gold team. Right. And there was there were Avengers two different books and Avengers West Coast. Yeah, there were two different books there as well. Um, uh, but anyway, so for the synopsis for the away team, it's. The President of the United States has vowed to send in forces, but remains silent on whether they will be superhuman or not. I wonder. A reporter on the scene has no news, but he is led away by government agents as the Young Blood Away team jump out of a plane.
2: <laughs> what a, uh, what that, a weird description. But it's accurate. That's all it is. It's he, accurate. <laughs> it's just. just strangely
1: written right the uh the home team one is a little bit better okay so here it is well you know what i'll just save it for when we go into the yeah. actual home team uh book so the writers on bo- or the creators for uh both of these stories are pretty much the same of course uh we have uh rob liefeld and i, I meant to mention earlier he's also the co-creator of cable and deadpool and of course uh, x-force i mean in cable and deadpool are two of my favorite all-time characters so I mean, how can you hate Rob Liefeld for co-creating those guys? Um, but right. some lesser-known people. Um, one guy who helped out with the writing, and I don't think he helped out too much. And he was also the letterer. Is a guy by the name of Hank Canales. Canales, K-A-N-A-L-Z, um, which uh, he's most known for designing the eye logo for Image Comics, and he also worked on uh, Brigade. Uh, Ultra Force from uh, Malibu Comics Ultraverse, eh, I know, everyone loves it, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. also
1: Malibu's uh, X-Mutants and uh, Green Lantern, and of course the penciler and inker is of course Rob Liefeld, and uh, another unknown guy here for uh, the colorist is Brian Murray, he's worked on The Badger, Brigade, X-Force, Supreme, basically all the other sort of image of Rob Liefeld properties, and of course, uh, who could forget Prime from the Ultraverse? Who could? Uh, yeah, and that's uh, basically all the people who worked on Young Blood uh, Number One. And um, just uh, for a bit of uh, trivia here, when Young Blood Number One was released, it was uh, the first image comic book um, published. And at the time of its release, it was the highest-selling independent comic book published at the time, despite
2: receiving poor reviews from critics. Did you know that? Yep. yep. <laughs> image was pretty hot. I remember, like, in Wizard, they would always have, like, a page with the market share graph. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I was all in on Image, man. I, I would buy, like, for the for the first, like, couple years, I was buying, like, any, any Image book. Sure. Same uh, here.
1: If I could afford and- it. Did you see that... 250 price tag on that first yeah. issue i like couldn't believe it because the regular marvel and dc comics were still like a buck
2: at the time when this came but, out but but i think they were a dollar 25 already I mean, but um give or take but uh i don't know if you remember like the marvel comics uh y- you know like uh they were still like they weren't doing like the color separation stuff that like image started doing um and i think this book When it was released it wasn't released on the glossy paper but then like image soon started releasing all their books with like glossy paper like on the inside right too uh, so like you were getting like a what felt like a more premium product as far as the production quality
1: sure yeah valiant was the one who uh they pioneered those glossy pages in case anyone cares um and, yeah, like, they still had ads in the Marvel and DC comics where there were no ads in uh, the image yeah. books. Um, and this is 30-something, like, almost 40 pages. Yes, also. yes. So you were definitely getting your 250 work uh, worth. I don't know about you, but I never, uh, I was never able to get a Youngblood number one because they were always uh, sold out. I think I had number three. <laughs> I just, I had no idea what was going on, but I still enjoyed the art. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I, I, I had Youngblood number one.
1: And uh, I mean, and as far as like the founding like image stuff goes, I was definitely a, a Wildcats and Cyberforce man. I remember I had those two number ones and I read them over and over again in addition to Shadowhawk number one. Yep. So you, you,
2: you had Same. all those? yep whoa what a collector and, and the thing was like image comics like they they took so long to come out <laughs> it's <laughs> true that uh you know you had plenty it, it was like uh it wasn't like you had to like read like 10 issues every month you know you you, you might have like two or three to read because like sometimes it would be like two or three months between issues because like you know these guys like without having marvel i guess editors breathing down their necks and deadlines mm-hmm. they were just taking their time with a lot of these <laughs> books Spawn, I think, was the only one that came out uh, pretty steadily monthly. I do believe I remember that.
1: All right, so jumping into uh, Youngblood number one here. Uh, what do you think of that cover, right off the—at least for the
2: the away team side? What do you think? Um, I think it's a good cover, man. It's uh, like kind of like back to what you were saying. very are very bombastic. Mm-hmm. Very, like, jumping
1: right at the ca- camera or the reader, however you want to look at it. I mean, this is sort of— Classic Liefeld uh, team sort of uh, setup scenario here, and it's says,
0: yep. first explosive it- issue.
2: Yep you you know already three people at least on this team can fly, <laughs> uh, and uh, well, well I bring that up because I mean maybe that's too many people that can fly, mm. but um, like I, I mean that you can already like see what some of their powers are, and you can see like like the uh, I can't remember her name, but the one that's riptide. making the wave riptide riptide. Thank you. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I, I think, I think it's good, man. You get a, You get a little bit of an idea of like, uh, what some of the team's powers are. So yeah, I like it a lot. Sure. What about you?
1: Yeah. Oh, I dig it. Um, it, I mean, it's classic Liefeld and I think it's funny cause this is, uh, this team sort of dynamic of a bunch of dudes and one girl <laughs> was replicated over and over again throughout mm-hmm. the industry, uh, on mass, uh, until it's, uh, implosion <laughs> for a yeah. while there but uh, anyway let's jump right in uh so here uh, over here in the i don't even know the proper term for this page uh the page that's you know that shows all the credits for the people involved they have uh, show you the basically the cast the the name of the team right here and we've got uh brahma the strong guy riptide the aforementioned uh girl making water photon who kind of reminds me of Fire Lord. Do you know Firelord Lord from uh, Marvel? He hangs out with the Silver Surfer a lot. No. Uh, well, no big deal. And then uh, Sci-Fire, <laughs> which it's really interesting how this, uh, this story ends. Sentinel, yeah, yeah. who was the leader. And uh, Cougar, who looks a lot kind of like a mix
2: between Feral and Shatterstar. <laughs> from, yep, from X-Force. That's Force. exactly what I thought. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Uh, uh, maybe not some of the most... N- not super creative names, mm-hmm. I, I will say right off the bat. Uh, like, I mean, Brahma, I guess it's supposed to be like a big and strong like a Brahma bull. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ript- Riptide, I don't think is actually too bad. Nope, a name, not too bad. But, uh, but Photon, Sentinel, and Cougar. Yeah, those are like, all pretty lame. So
1: generic. They mm-hmm. sound like placeholders. Yeah, for sure. He was probably like, yeah, we'll come up with something better later. Oh, and I just wanted to point out, um, it's, not, uh, it's not showing up on the screen, but um, if you were to look closer at your digital copy, in the lower left-hand corner, Image was originally published by Malibu Comics at the beginning um and uh but they eventually just i know they sold so much they just went off on their own so
2: just more uh yeah they
1: ended up dwarfing
2: uh them uh kind of like what i I think i was saying i don't think i finished my thought about it but i was talking about wizard and like i would show the um uh, market share that each comic book company had mm-hmm. uh, the percentage of the market every month and you like every month you'd see like image grow and grow and Malibu like decrease and decrease no uh, I
1: won't listen to it I won't believe it
2: <laughs> I mean I just, this is the numbers baby but uh, at one point I remember like image I they maybe they even overtook DC but uh oh yeah I, I know they got really close From... to either overtaking them or they did overtake them and they were like not that many percentage points behind Marvel for a, a little while.
1: From what I was reading, uh, when they were with Malibu, Malibu ended up with ten percent of the market share at one point. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, that's not bad. That's no, not bad at that's all. That's great. Or, uh, the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, anyway, hopefully now you can see the the old Malibu Comics logo, which looks like McDonald's <laughs> um, before they changed it. Um, okay, so diving into the comic. Oops, wrong way here. Okay, so we open with a um, sort of news report. <laughs> and um, they're just talking about how Hassan Hussein, which definitely isn't an a- analog for Saddam Hussein, has uh, yeah. invaded Cairo or something. And um, the government wants to do something about it. So the president says he's going to send in a team. And uh, he's at a press conference and one of the uh, reporters is like, is this team super powered? And he's like, no comment, mm-hmm. which is always that's a question that should always be asked at any press conference, no matter what it is. <laughs> Are right, they super right. is powered? Super
2: powered? <laughs> yeah.
1: So the um, reporter that uh, keeps talking or whatever, they say we're uh, connected via satellite. Oh, it's SNN, which definitely isn't CNN in any way. Um right so we move on i gotta get these control all right and we get a giant uh, two-page spread some classic liefeld going on here <laughs> um are you are you able to see it on your end Yell, at this point oh i'm um
2: i'm actually following along uh oh good my great. own digital copy so uh.
1: great so yeah we see the um the the two-page spread of the team here and yeah just like in the synopsis they're jumping out of a plane. And yeah, yeah. the um, oh, what's the word? You know, the um, the proportions here are kind of all over the place because um, you've got this guy, uh, combat, who for whatever reason, I guess he's not part of the regular away team because he's also mentioned in being a part of the uh, home team. And yeah. next, to- and he's
2: not listed with the team and like in that
1: right. white, black and white page exactly. And he's sort of like. Uh, <laughs> crouching next to sentinel who is flying out of the plane and he just looks massive next to sentinel yeah. it's like it's weird he's squatting in midair it's like he's about
2: to take a dump like on uh the middle yeah, east it, here It's weird it's mm-hmm. weird like i i yeah did he come from a different plane like it's <laughs> I don't know. It's almost like Rob forgot that he was going to include him in there. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I, how am I going to fit this guy in here?
1: I would say that he uh, photoshopped him in, but they didn't have Photoshop back then. Um, <laughs> and then they've got all these uh, rando little green guys um, jumping around. I guess that's supposed to be like additional sort of government support. Um,
2: yeah, I like mean, additional U.S. military. Other
1: than the proportions, uh, like, what do you think about this two-page spread?
2: I mean, other than the proportions, it's a pretty cool panel, you know.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, so uh, moving on, it's give me a minute to adjust here. I really need to. All right, there we go. And um, so yeah, now we are. Uh, the team has touched down. I mean, basically, both these stories are just like just short little like basically missions. They touch down, immediately they start uh, wiping out uh, the bad guys, and they're trying to sort of quip and talk about, I guess, what the mission is. They're talking about uh, the briefing that they went through in combat. Mm-hmm. He's just this, like, hard, like, Punisher dude. And he's like, briefing didn't say there would be this many. And, right. uh, and then the, the Cougar guy, he's like, eh, let me see if I can do a voice for him. He's like, ah, Combat!
2: <laughs> oh wait, oh, no.
1: that's Star Screen. What am I talking about? Combat. You'll find the briefings never do. It's like, well, now you two know we have to secure the perimeter. Stats. Uh, that's what uh, Sentinel, their leader, is telling them. So of course, all right, great. We have at least like a basic objective for what they have to do. And right. uh, and then combat is like, hey, I'm not complaining, Sentinel. I got more toy soldiers to play with and uh and he sentinel replies well war is just a big game to you isn't it and he goes "Yep." so i guess they're trying to establish the the personalities here um which i mean i'll at least give them right which is yeah i'll give him credit for that um uh, everything looks good here i mean at least as far as the action i mean i'd say rob Liefeld definitely does good with uh action of course combat mm-hmm. still looks massive for some reason i mean look at him standing above cougar which you could assume that cougar is supposed to be small kind of like um wolverine but uh again combat just looks massive well i think combat is supposed to be massive i guess so but i thought he was like the gun guy i because they show him next to near brahma and he's like uh well we'll just move on and take a look so uh here the the fighting continues and this is funny uh cougar says uh he basically has like a battle gasm and goes,
0: this gets me pumped. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, um, he's, uh, again, jumping toward the, uh, the camera and, um, they're just, uh, pff, I mean, doing more battle basically. There's really not much more to say yeah. here. Um, and, uh, yeah. Sentinel flies by says these guys are not armored. Um, those come next. And I know at one point, uh, combat says he because like combat's fighting this like dude in a suit and he wants to like kill the guy inside but like sentinel is telling him to like uh, you know back off um they just uh eh, i mean anything more to say here they just keep moving forward and like fighting guys
2: basically yeah basically um by the way i looked it up combat is uh seven feet tall wow okay so, so, so he is big but he's not like right a giant like well i guess that is like a giant but he's not probably as big as brahma who i'll look uh, i'll look up next uh
1: all right so the team uh moves forward oh here is that panel i spoke of um where i believe that's uh brahma he uh has uh his mouth is just massive and rob thought to draw the inside like lines and the teeth and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and he Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh. <laughs> and he says, these soldiers are worse than flies. <laughs> and below him is Riptide. How would you describe her eyes there, you hell? And uh, please um, feel free to be as racist as possible.
2: <laughs> They're, she's squinting very hard and barely existing. But but I will say, I think they are supposed to be nearly closed because of what she says, how creating waves in the desert is taking all her concentration. Mm. So I'm going to give it a pass because I think she's supposed to look pained mm-hmm. uh, well strained.
1: we don't want you to get canceled or anything either, so... So well, uh, well uh, by the way Brahma
2: is seven foot three so he's not that much taller than combat wow this is all uh, so- good stuff to know yeah
1: uh, so yeah there's a really unfunny quip here by sci-fi or yeah sci-fire who says uh I should have bought this land I've always wanted beachfront property babe uh, talking about Riptide, she's like making a big wave in the middle of the desert Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of unfunny quips here. Sort of, I'd say, very similar to <laughs> the writing in one video power almost. Yeah. Um, so they continue just wiping out dudes. They're in- infiltrating uh, Saddam. I mean, Kassams of uh, like um, very sort of uninteresting compound here. It's. Mm-hmm. The mo- yeah. As we've said before, Rob Liefeld doesn't care about environments. He only cares about the characters, for the most part. Um, yeah. they uh, wipe out some tanks, uh, moving on, and uh, ooh. Then uh, they throw a little monkey wrench. They, as they're trying getting closer to the compound, all of a sudden they uh they like sort of cringe in pain. And uh, for some reason, it doesn't affect Sentinel. I guess because he's part robot. They never really explain anyone's powers or anyone's origins at this point. I assume they do that later. He goes. Uh, Sentinel goes. Nice touch, son. An energy field that disrupts the synapses. They never would have thought of it. But then again, they don't have to. Which is yeah. I don't. I don't really get, I don't that. get I don't, that either. Man, either. Um, so I'm moving on and. Um, then Sy-Fire says, they don't know what I... Th- and this is when it gets really weird. So I guess they automatically... Oh no, they're not inside yet. Uh, sci-fi says, they don't know that I could have taken you, you talking about Hassan, out from the States. Just saying that he... Just by staying in the U.S., I guess by using his mind he could have taken out Hassan. Right. And Hassan is standing right there again kind of like Big Boss or Mr. Big from Video Power. He's right there. <laughs> like we never got like a uh, sort of introductory panel of him like um doing anything right. or yeah, he just shows up and he's surrounded by yep. uh dudes in um uh metal like sort of uh, almost e-frame type uh robot um armor. And he, uh, then sci-fire continues to say, "But I wanted to do this personally." And yeah, and here comes the, the spot where um, combat is fighting the guy, and um, they with Cougar, and they're taking him down. and um, he says,
0: uh, hold
1: on let me get to it.
0: Um, "This scum is no brother of mine. I'm built for this. I'm built for." combat <laughs> he says his own name <laughs> so and it, awful. it is
2: and that's uh yeah and this steve did you notice that rob forgot to either draw or ink the line like the um the his singlet on his left shoulder and like they ended up just coloring it oh, but there's no outline for the singlet. oh that is bad when he does wear a singlet that
1: yeah that's Man, he's like all shoulder pad and cable arms, this combat guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Which,
2: you know, I, some people might say, oh, he's ripping off cable, but like Rob Liefeld created cable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, eh. well,
1: and of course, he you know, borrowed a lot from the Terminator to do that, but that's okay. Um, fair, fair. And so, yeah, combat continues to battle the, uh, the armored dude. And he's, he goes,
0: I want the satisfaction of kill. Get up. I'm not done with you.
1: And then along comes Kubert and goes, Combat, he's only a grunt. He's not worth it. <laughs> this isn't Catella, right. which I think is funny because I'm just like, I guess that's supposed to be some, uh, I don't know, his planet, where he's from. And I also think that's interesting because uh, during my research, I discovered that um, Rob Liefeld is from um, Orange County, I think specifically Anaheim. And uh, one of the roads over there, like near Disney, is called Catella. And I was just like, "Oh, he, interesting! Did he throw that in there just
2: to sort of reference his, like hometown or Probably. whatever?" So, um, but uh, I, I, but I assume, I guess the assumption is Catella is either a place where there's like a lot of war right. that combat is from or fought there, something like that. So, I mean, again, I will give uh, them credit for trying to give us some character establishing stuff. Sure. Even if the execution is a little clunky. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I guess Cougar was able to
1: talk him down. So he just puts his uh, helmet on and then they run towards uh, the camera uh, in order to. And then now we're back, I guess, inside of um, Hassam's, uh, you know, compound. And again, Cy- yeah, somehow we're now inside <laughs> the compound. <laughs> that was so confusing. Like there was a yeah, there's a lot of weird like plotting in this um in this comic and it gets even weirder i think in the home team one uh so Mm -hmm. anyway sci-fi is still monologuing he says you know this doesn't become such a mighty man as yourself stop your groveling yeah hassam's like pleading for his life he says I actually admire what you've done here in this backwards country, uh, which is a really weird thing to say if you're the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just mine pays me more, and so it sounds like I'll I'll pay you money, anything. And I guess this is just a setup. So then, sci-fi will be like, "Ooh, much too little, much too late," and I enjoy this part of the job too much. So he starts like probing his mind telepathically like scanner style if you've ever seen that mm-hmm. that movie and there's all this like crazy like energy stuff like floating around like there's a uh, close up of Hassam's eye and then he, and then his head just explodes the uh, right. the hero of our book here like exploded a man's head um so uh, yeah that's where we are now here in the extreme 90s just want everyone to
2: yeah. know but i mean i think it's pretty clear that he's not supposed to be and from what i remember and i don't remember that much about Youngblood, despite uh reading like at least the first 50 issues mm-hmm. but uh you know he's he's obviously not yeah he's working on the quote-unquote good guy's side, but mm. he's obviously like a psychopath murderer, you know. Sure. He's unhinged, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know that we're supposed to... Uh... And from what I remember, like, in the world of Youngblood, like, it's there's a lot of gray in terms of the uh, the characters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, th- this isn't your Marvel's comic. Right. This isn't your daddy's Marvel, <laughs> you know. Hey. These heroes are that complex. That's video power, quote, right? <laughs> that's video power. So I actually like this, that mm-hmm. they have, like, this this psychopath sure uh, on their team mm-hmm. and uh i do think it's funny though in the panel where his head explodes he makes the guy's head explode if you look at his hips especially his left it's just like a straight line from his torso down to like halfway oh to his yeah head. yeah that's really <laughs> weird that's very weird. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think it's a nice little different twist and it's something uh, interesting. For sure. And, uh, and, you know, I always enjoy blood
1: with my action, whether it be in comics or in cinema. Uh, and I do remember when I was reading my first Youngblood comic, which, again, was like Youngblood number three. And I re- there's a panel I vividly remember where Shaft, who is the leader of the um, home team, like shoves a katana through a uh, through a ninja like and they show it yeah. and
2: everything and I'm like wow I
1: remember I've,
2: I remember that too
1: yeah yeah so then sci- the rest of the team shows up and uh, they're like oh he, he did it again <laughs> it's like Oop, that's all that's our sci-fi he's always blowing guys heads up and um, and the combat is like ooh impressive and sci-fi is just like oh thank you and along comes a uh, sentinel and uh, it it's almost reminds me of that scene from uh, Dark Place when um, Dag has to kill his best friend. Like you know, he hits him with the shovel. That you know, the disembodied head, and then there is blood everywhere mm-hmm. in the room. And in comes Sanchez, and he goes, "I'll get a mop." Well, Sentinel just goes, "All right, it's done. Call the cleanup crew. We're gone." And
2: that's it. By the way, did you notice that Sentinel on that same page where he says, "Call the cleanup crew"? Sentinel now is waking up. So now that thing from earlier that didn't impact him, mm-hmm. the synapse disrupting thing did impact him. Yeah. He was like knocked out and that's why he didn't interfere. Huh? Yeah, it's really not clear. The storytelling is
1: uh, or at least the plot is very like all over the place. Um, and, uh, yeah, and the last uh, sort of panel here is a full pra- page spread. Of U.S. Today, not U.S.A. Today, that says that
2: Hussein's terror ends in suicide, Um, and that's it. By the way, did you notice? I'm sorry, Steve, but to keep doing this, but uh, they did have Photoshop back then. uh, Oh, did they? And uh, yeah, Uh, and I believe uh, they used that or something similar here. Maybe they just did some photocopying because if you look at that page uh let me see what the page the usa is. The, the one where he says all right the cleanup crew oh i've got it yeah, there's right not here. that ma- mm-hmm. there's not that many drawings here mm-hmm. look at the top panel look at sci-fi uh-huh. it's the same drawing used at the bottom panel oh, like, oh look at how it's inked good eye exactly man the same drawing good eye i'm not done i'm not done <laughs> the drawing of combat it's the same one they just like shrunk it down in the second panel but the first and second panel it's the same drawing Ah, uh, same thing goes for uh, Cougar. Oh wow! And then the, the panels two and three, it's the same drawings of Sci-Fi, <laughs> and then panels three and four, it's the same drawing of Brahma. <laughs> I see that. Oh man, Liefeld, <laughs> you lazy motherfucker! Wow. So he literally drew each character. Like he drew, he drew two drawings of Sci-Fi, uh, for this page. Mm-hmm. Uh, one drawing. <laughs> of and <combating> cougar <laughs> one drawing of brava uh and then you know obviously like uh sentinel he you know did draw individual ones like man that but, uh, uh yeah, isn't that funny that is
1: f- funny and sad especially for charging 250 for a comic yeah but, but uh, you know
2: like honestly can't really i mean you I guess you can't tell because I was able to tell, but you know, if you're a kid or whatever, you know, you probably wouldn't really right. be able to tell. But uh, right,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, when I was reading it, I don't. It didn't really stand out to me at the time, but uh, wow. And also, another thing that I think is funny is sort of the facial expressions on uh, Sentinel here. It feels very like anime, like Dragon Ball yeah. Z. Like it got really yeah. cartoony for a second there, um, yeah. but. uh But yeah, that is the end of um, the away
2: team story. And uh, now we find ourselves. Did you? Sorry, Steve, one last thing. Did you notice that on that final page Mm -hmm. with the uh, US Today or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, that at the bottom there's like a dig at Marvel Comics? Yeah. At the very bottom. Oh, it just, I like, see pass, that. Flash, yeah, this is like Marvel Comics. Maybe head, you know, <laughs> obviously like you're heading to like something like negative. You know? So I thought that was uh, pretty pretty interesting.
1: Oh yeah, they were always taking digs, especially I remember there was some Savage Dragon comics where they were fighting um, the Fantastical Force. Um, oh, and look, this is yeah, this yeah. guy over here in the right corner is um a Battlestone from Brigade, which uh yeah. I feel like that Brigade comic didn't come out till a long time later. Um, but yeah. yeah, but that's fine. At least they're trying to have like a shared universe here. Well,
2: at least the uh, yeah. And there was a lot of stuff like that in Image Comics, mm-hmm. where like you know, in Wildcats or whatever, you know, they'd be passing by somewhere where there's TVs playing, and the, and the TV would be like a character from Youngblood or Cyberforce right. or something right. like that. So they would do lots of little things like that, which I always thought that was really cool uh, oh. as a kid reading this stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, you got to
1: love the the shared universe. Um, all right. So yeah, it was synopsis for the home team book here. And this is, I don't know about you, but when I close my eyes and think of young blood, like this is the team that I see, I really don't see that away team very much. And they're all, these guys seem a lot more well thought out and designed, uh, as compared to the away team who seem very
2: generic. Um, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, this was always like, this is the team I think of, right? Um, and Shaft is always what I think of when I think of the leader of Youngblood. Yeah, same here. So uh, here's the
1: synopsis for, uh, for the home team here. The various members of Youngblood are enjoying a day off when all of a sudden their emergency beepers single them to battle either beepers. I know, I know, hilarious. <laughs> Arriving at HQ, they discover that Strong Arm and Gage of the Four are sabotaging a Young Blood transport in an effort to free their colleagues Starbright and Deadlock. Young Blood hits the ground running and Diehard seems to take great satisfaction in pounding on Strong Arm. They just gave away the entire story. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <you> sure did. <laughs> All right. Let me. Uh, I mean, there's no reason for me to look at these notes anyway. So, okay, moving on. We get uh, much like with uh, the other book. We get um, sort of a roll call here. It starts with a uh, bedrock. Um, who is the the strong guy of the home team? Or a <laughs> strong guy who's actually a X Factor character? No, uh, uh, who's the strong <laughs> man? He's uh, made of rock, as you might imagine. And then you we're all familiar with that <laughs> hilarious combat. I guess this is his regular team. And uh, yeah. a Chapel, who I remember he makes like a cameo in the Spawn animated series at one point, which we're going to be oh, yeah, talking yeah. about soon coming up here. And uh, Vogue, who is uh, once again the only female member of, uh, of the team here. And uh, Die Hard, who's basically like deadpool with a color swap if, it, if this was a video game and uh shaft who was not the black uh character from the 70s he is uh, basically hawkeye in a different suit but i like the design of shaft i always thought he had a cool look um and,
2: and yeah I, I agree i, I always like shafts look
1: too. um okay so all right so jumping right in we are in uh, washington dc during the day uh, shaft who, uh, man, right here in the third panel, he just, he looks a lot like Gambit without his head sock <laughs> or Shatterstar. Mm, yeah. This is a uh, definitely, um, a Shatterstar looking uh, dude here. And, um, he's hanging out with his girlfriend who says that she is a, uh, a DA and, um, you know, what are they talking about here? He's shaft is like, Oh, I, I would never miss a lunch date with my with my girlfriend, and um, she says like, "You nail him, and we jail him." <laughs> Is
0: that...
2: Yeah, he's like complaining about paperwork, right. and uh, right. he's like, "Ah, oh, well, it's important, you know, for us to jail him. We need your paperwork." Sure, they're uh, they're at a mall,
1: a very sort of oddly designed mall that looks more like <laughs> I don't know the Danger Room from X Men or something, and I'm um, <laughs> like. At, <laughs> out of nowhere this um i guess he's a perch purse snatcher he's or he's still something and he's just running so of course uh, shaft he's so uh you know um virtuous that he leaps into action and here in the second panel what do you think of these proportions here of shaft he's uh for those of you who are just listening <laughs> he's like jumping to the side his foot is uh-huh. supposed to be, I guess, pushed, um, extended toward the camera slash reader. I, I don't know. Why don't you take it from here?
2: Yeah, like, his left leg is supposed to be, like, behind him. <laughs> yeah. so like It's kind of like, I guess, like, lunging forward, but also jumping to the side. Mm. It appears that he's broken his leg at his calf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he wears very, very tiny, tiny shoes.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, this is, I would say, uh, a definite sort of show of Liefeld's, like, uh, the things he hates to draw. Because those hands are pretty awful, yeah. too. Like, the fingers, his hands are, like, smaller, I feel like, than they should be. The one that's towards the camera is decent, but the one that's in the background, look at that. It looks like a duck
2: yeah. foot or something, or a lizard claw or something. <laughs> uh anyway yeah it it definitely looks weird much better in the next panel when he's like chasing him down um the escalator and like his hair is actually kind of flowing backwards a bit you know like the wind is like pulling it back so the next panel is like way better yeah uh Uh, but uh yeah although go ahead although now that i'm looking at this next panel the perpetrator that he's catching looks very tight. <laughs> yeah, yes, he <laughs> does. It's like, is that a uh,
1: is that a little person? Is he going after a yeah. troll or a, uh, another yeah. young blood member? But, um, but yes, yeah, so, but the next panel, cool shot of of uh, of Shaft looking here. angry. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, gr- there yeah, you go. Yeah. There's the grunty grunty face that robbed us so well.
2: Yeah, face looks cool. Maybe maybe a few too many lines, but
1: mm-hmm. uh. uh not not too bad but yeah so shaft jumps into action he's like this won't take more than a second uh and you go hey buddy what's your hurry tis the season for giving not stealing i, I assume that's how he says it through his teeth and um yeah i'm sure it's that weird is.
0: like they don't show
1: him like punching the the perpetrator so to speak but in the last panel he's got blood on his face um, and like, that's pretty, uh, extreme to go for just someone who, you know, what if he just stole like a soda or like a pack of, uh, I don't know, right? Reese's pieces or
2: something like that. But it, I don't know that might, maybe that's not blood. I, maybe that's just supposed to be like highlights or lowlights or something. Whatever it is, Cause, it looks
1: weird because it,
2: because it goes perfectly around like the lines on his forehead, oh, I see that. Like, the accent lines that they made. So I think it's supposed to be like a shadow mm. or something. But then on our next page... Whatever it is, it doesn't look no, good. No, it does not. We, should, we shouldn't have to wonder <laughs> what it is.
1: And on our next page here, we see that there is a, a sniper. And he actually says, That's it, Shaft. Beat the tar out of the innocent, harmless boy. Don't pay any attention to the real threat above you. He's... Like, why couldn't he just, they do the, um, you know, the the thought bubble. Like, why does he have to say this out loud? Right. Like, that's just, yeah. that's bad, like, 90s cartoon writing. Like, some this should be, since for this sure, is a premium, sure. like, indie comic, it should be a little bit better. Uh, anyway, yeah. so it appears this uh, purse snatcher or whatever he stole was just a ruse. So this sniper could just kill Shaft out of nowhere. And I guess Shaft's real name is Jeff. So someone off-panel goes, Mm -hmm. Jeff, above you. (laughs) I love it. He's just like, eh? (laughs) The look on his face like, God, I don't... What does that that look say to you in the third
2: panel? I don't know. (laughs) Like, like he stepped on something? I I don't know. He heard a weird... He he stepped on a Lego. uh, And he goes, eh? And immediately... I mean, I guess he is supposed to be looking surprised. Right, and there's a little bit of that. You know what it is? If the bubble said something besides a yeah. it would be way better It would because that's what throws it right on. or if the bubble just wasn't even there yeah yeah and yeah. and it's just him turning around like looking like <gasps> you know like gasping kind of a I, thing then it. i works. agree
1: um so immediately and again I, I guess you could say this is indicative of comic book writing in the 90s uh he says his thoughts out loud he goes no arrows then this pin will have to do so he throws a push pin and i get it they're trying to show off shafts abilities he throws the pin at the sniper and takes the guy kills him basically he kills him with the pin Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: causing the sniper to fall to his death um basically um which i think is kind of cool um but I feel like maybe the execution wasn't the best like maybe if there was a close up of the pin like sort of penetrating the guy's neck or something I don't know right. it just shows him from a distance or basically from Shaft's POV the sniper just sort of tumbles down and dies and uh then uh immediately <laughs> the press surrounds Shaft out of nowhere um which is kind yeah. of kind of funny
2: um, and they're, um, at least they do explain that. Cause he, cause he's like, Oh, you guys got here real quick. And they're the like, yeah, we've been following you all day. Yeah, he was like, which uh, I'm sorry. Continue. So, you know, it's like, you know, like kind of like the paparazzi or whatever. So like that makes right. sense. However, What does that say about Shaft, that he couldn't tell he was being followed all day? Exactly.
1: Like, this guy is supposed to have, like, you know, razor-sharp sort of vision and awareness. Like, he should have been able... You should be able to avoid the paparazzi. But, yeah, this is supposed to show that this is the Youngblood world where superheroes are the celebrities. And I I think it's kind of funny where Shaft says, The press, the body isn't even cold. And uh, then they start asking him questions about the Youngblood away team. And, um, let's see. And then we uh, get to the next page and, uh, his beeper starts going off and basically he's just like, sorry, babe, we're going to have to have lunch another time. And, uh, you think that in order to create some sort of like conflict, uh, they could make Shaft's girlfriend kind of be a little miffed that he was leaving, you know, like she could be like, uh, again, but I guess you know this is the young blood world, and you know young blood's gotta do what a young blood's gotta do. And she's just like, go nail him, whoever it is this time. And uh, man, that her face there eh,
2: makes her look—I uh, don't know how would you—not <laughs> good. I, I actually uh, in my notes I have a description for her face, mm-hmm. but uh, I do think by the way that later on in other issues like her him not having time for her mm-hmm. does become a problem for mm-hmm. her however the way her face is drawn here and i'm not trying to like make fun of anybody who suffers with this but it looks like um have you ever seen like kids that have like fetal alcohol syndrome <laughs> like we're i'm I'm, not, I'm i'm being serious because like that that they've got like the what's called like railroad uh real i don't know why it's called this but they've got like small railroad track ears is what it's called mm-hmm. and the eyes are like small oh. eye openings and they're far apart yeah and their heads are like you know kind of wide and small mm-hmm. uh and that's how she's drawn I, Steve, <laughs> i'm Don't not joke you know? but you're right <laughs> But you're, you're what we're right talking about. yes
1: it's true it's true I apologize for anyone who knows someone who has that stuff. Uh, We're not making fun of them. We're making fun of this drawing by... Uh, I'm
2: not making fun of them. No, no. We're making fun of this drawing by (laughs) Rob
1: Liefeld, who's made more money than either of us will in our entire lifetime. Right. Right. So, yeah, cut to the household of one bedrock. He's sitting there eating, I don't know, green slime that his mom prepared for him, like maybe it's supposed to be peas or pea soup or something and um yeah, he's eating a bowl of ectoplasm yeah. <laughs> good reference um and his beeper goes off as well and um i guess it's supposed to be funny because he's like ah nuts ma i gotta go and he's like sure honey drink your milk and it, yeah haha it's funny he's so big and intimidating but he still has to listen to his mom and look at the mom there. She looks exactly like Shaft's girlfriend. I mean, not in the fetal, in alcohol
2: notes. sort of way, but yeah. blonde, sort of same face. Like the way she looked earlier mm-hmm. uh, in in the earlier panels. Yeah, yeah. Looks exactly like
1: her, similar hair. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So then we move to Die Hard, and it's not really mentioned here, but Die Hard, I think, if I remember correctly, is an android, a robot. And he's like I think so. charging on his... Um, charger <laughs> like, he's is U- he's hooked up via USB and then and then we yeah, he's at his docking right exactly got,
2: uh, slash alarm clock radio right
1: and then I guess it doesn't even like show where the sort of uh, you know warning or whatever comes in but he just wakes up and goes I'm needed and then flies and then uh, we are in the um, the boudoir of one chapel who I guess just got done satisfying some uh, woman and he gets the beep and w- wakes up. And uh, he then wakes up his lady friend. And, uh, Wake up, babe. Duty calls. And she's like, no, I just need a few more minutes. He's like, no promises. Leave your number. You know the way out. Whoa, Chapel. Now, Chapel should have been named Shaft. But I guess that's a little too hard. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> a little too uh, on the nose there, I guess. And then immediately. I probably, probably would have gotten seen yeah, for, uh, yeah. you
2: know a character for sure
1: so. and then immediately I thought it was a pretty funny bit
2: about chapel here you mm-hmm.
1: know I, I do like in the, uh, in the next page he's already in like full armor regalia like they didn't show him like a, you know Hitting a lever and transforming into his uh, uniform, he just—I
2: don't know—he's or, or putting on his little his little uh, Halloween makeup, yeah. <laughs> his face. Yeah,
1: what was? Did they ever have a reason for that, or I'm sure it was just like ah, oh, skulls are cool. Let's just put it on his face. Yeah, I think that.
2: Um, and by the way, uh, I, I like how Shaft says. And by the way, why isn't this a thought bubble? Um, you got to give him hope. A chef would say, it's good PR, referring to, like, telling her, oh, yeah, leave your number. Like, you got give to give her hope that I might call her later. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, at
1: one point, they, just to give him a little bit of credit, for some reason in the mainstream comics, they decided they want didn't want to do thought bubbles anymore and just had them being in the captions. So maybe mm. that's what's going on there. Um, and yeah, and hopefully he's thinking.
2: I mean, and, and I will say, like, we we can tell, like, that it's him thinking it so it's not right. like a huge deal or anything and then we
1: get the but- same thing we're with uh vogue for two um for two panels again the the female member of young blood and she's just i don't know out just running and jumping on stuff um which doesn't really tell her tell us a whole lot about her character But she is thinking like she gets the beep and she's like, I'm just going to make them wait because they think I'm at their beck and call. (laughs) We'll see about that. Mm -hmm. And then immediately we're at, I guess, Youngblood uh, HQ and uh, we turn over to the next page and we get one of those uh, panels where all the, the team members are all standing around in like a cool sort of team formation and uh Shaft is like huh, I guess talking to Vogue, even though he's like standing right next to the group or yeah, yeah it's really weird. It's like uh, you're late, don't let it happen again. You'll get and Vogue, because she's such a I don't know, free spirit or tough girl or whatever, goes, and what if it does? It's like it's like are you gonna you're gonna fight your leader here? Like this is the first issue. Come on.
2: Uh, <laughs> right <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, I guess well, like you said i th- I think it's more about establishing they're trying to establish like some personality traits for these characters again, execution a little clunky, sure. but I-, I get what they're trying to do, but my God, in the first panel, how tiny are a <laughs> chapel's feet?
1: <laughs> yeah, tiny baby and he's feet?
2: like the w- sitting on his bike
1: i I feel like he should be maybe leaning on it because if you sit on the bike like that there's a possibility it might fall over but they really wanted to get the the yeah. bike and
2: the shots so well thankfully uh they're like inside of a void apparently because there's like nothing behind <laughs> them uh because <laughs> rob liefield man he's not here to draw no, backgrounds de-
1: or settings <laughs> definitely not and and uh so when moving the plot along here we get a uh, regular woman they don't even say her name is a uh, reading off of a computer. I guess she's the Ahura of, uh, of Youngblood. Should I uh, do the Star Trek <laughs> connection? No, I'm not going no, to. Um, but uh, she says one of their transport vehicles is under attack. Uh, IDs are coming in now. It's Strongarm and Gage. Whoever said that needed to, I guess it was regular woman, needed to yell it so everyone in the void could hear it. And uh, right. Diehard says it's an escaped attempt. Um, Didn't we put those two away? And then the last panel is Shaft going, "All right, let's move it, move it, move it." Uh, cue that move it, move it music. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. so now we're at the aforementioned uh, escape area, and um, we are, we see Strong Arm engage, who look like they easily could have fit into uh, X Force. Um, yep. Or young blood, <laughs> well, right? I mean, <laughs> well, that's where
2: we are. And uh, I oh, I, I mean, like as part of like one oh, team. sure, yeah,
1: yeah. It's kind of hard to and, tell th- a difference between the bad guys and the good guys with them. Um, in fact, I would argue
2: that uh, Gage has a cooler design than some of the members. Oh, of I agree.
1: Blood. Oh, that, that's a good point. And I, I really sort of like the last panel here, where um, Strongarm. At least I assume that you no, know, I mean he'd pretty much have to be. He, yeah, he rips off the the door of the jail cell, and I, I don't know yeah. just a classic Liefeld here looks uh, pretty yeah. cool And um,
2: yeah. and not and not that you're bad guys not that your villains shouldn't have cool designs right. or anything like that Because you don't want your villains to look like shit mm-hmm. either. You know yeah, I'm just saying the uh, quality and designs uh, For for gage is better than So sort of a lot right Definitely better than the away team. I'll tell you that
1: Um, so they spring the two dudes and I forgot, uh, this, uh, deadlock guy is, uh, ends up being kind of a good guy. He's on the, did you ever read blood strike? Yeah. Rub the blood. You got to rub the blood. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not just a term for like, uh, chronic masturbation. It's it was on the uh, the cover of the of Blood Strike, and if you rubbed the blood on it, it disappeared or something. I never rubbed it, so I never found out if it actually worked. Um, but yeah, he was um, he was on that team, so I don't know. Maybe they didn't decide if he was good or bad or not. But anyway, he's here with this other lady who I've never seen before, and um, just as they free him, bam! In comes. Uh, Die Hard immediately taking the fight to one strong arm and he says uh, this makes us even which I guess is cool because it says that they have a history and I guess they've fought before Mm -hmm. although wouldn't it make more sense to have Bedrock be the guy to fight strong arm you know strong guy versus strong guy
2: just throwing it out there. I guess, but I—I I guess he's also Die Hard was also looking for revenge. Sure, I mean, him or to get him back. By the way, can we talk about uh, <laughs> the body position? I—I I, I guess Die Hard is a contortionist. Oh
1: man, uh, I didn't even see those feet before. Oh man, you are yeah. eagle eye today,
2: man. That looks awful. Uh, oh. Yeah, well, Steve, as a as a former comic book artist, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, no, but yeah, like it, he looks really now i guess we can always say hey he's an android mm-hmm. so he doesn't need to you know maybe he's can move in ways that the human body normally wouldn't be able to but like i'd be distracted if i'm on the team if i'm on Youngblood, and i look over and i see his body has done this i'm like are you okay and then look at his arms it's not even just his legs his arms are like turned around the, they're, like they've like rotated at the shoulder or something they're like back and just to drive this further
1: even home for the the listeners he's basically like he landing on the ground or he's flying through the air crotch first almost like is that how well i guess the point is like he like hit him like this right yeah he hit him like this but then the way the legs are folded back it's like He's in, like, a perfect, almost, uh, like, an arrow. And, like, <laughs> he's folded
2: yeah. back. Well, I mean, That's what I mean, he is. If you, look, if you look at the lines behind him, the idea is that he swooped in, mm-hmm. like, fly, right. and hit him. But look at his, what would be his left arm. Uh, you know, we're looking at uh to the right here. So... <laughs> Steve, for his shoulders to be like—that's what I'm saying. The arms are like backwards. For his thumb to be Um, there, he'd have to have done.
1: So, Die Hard is a uh, pretzel robot, basically. Like, oh man. Yeah. So that's.
2: Anyways, just uh, a little stuff that I noticed. Uh, Oh, that's
1: awful! Wow, that is awful.
2: By the way, why did they give this Android abs? (laughs) (laughs) Eh,
1: (laughs) That's what. it's what the ladies liked back then when they were reading Young Blood, I guess.
2: Yeah, you want to make sure he's got a sexy body. Yeah,
1: you gotta appeal to that the huge female audience back then in the '90s. Uh, so, yeah. but at least we get a much better sort of panel next of um, Die Hard, Knocking, Strong Arm, uh, sort of to the camera or to the lower right, uh, which I mean I think looks a lot better. What do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, no, totally agree. It looks
1: much much better. All right, and uh Die Hard once again says, uh I have been waiting for this day. And this time you won't be as lucky. And that's the end. <laughs> and the weird thing is that yeah. they didn't even have a uh usually in most comics you get a box like right down here the the lower right that says see us in uh, 30 or 90 days for uh as the young blood home team comp- continues to wail on strong arm and so and so and they just didn't bother with anything. The very next page is like a sign-up
2: to the Rob or Liefeld fan club. Like, man. like Which is very reasonably priced, to be fair. It was like $4 (laughs) annually or something like that. But
1: can you just imagine, like, let's pretend that we were the age we are now, or maybe even not that. Maybe we were in our 20s. We had already Mm -hmm. been reading comics for a long time, and you hear – about the formation of this uh, like all the best artists at Marvel they leave Marvel and they're getting together and they're working on stuff and oh man is it gonna be crazy and oh here's the Mm -hmm. first book it's Youngblood number one by who Rob Liefeld man that guy was the best on X-Force like I can't wait to see what's going
2: on oh oh there's a fight and then that's it (laughs) <laughs> That's it? it's like yeah it's so random right like I, I almost wonder if our copy our scan is missing something. no no but, uh, it's not why why would it come why would the
1: rob liefeld fan thing be here like i've i mean and plus yeah, it's, it's 38 good. pages so uh, i don't like it's uh yesterday or last week you taught me of the term uh what was it edging this is edging. comic book edging it's like rob liefeld was bringing the the reader like almost a climax
2: and bam, he pulled out. Like it was Well, hey, now now you're gonna want even more just think about it. Now next issue when you do climax, it'll be even stronger and harder. But
1: it wasn't like it wasn't even creating like intrigue. It was just, hey, it started a fight and then just ended. Like they could have yeah ended with like uh I would say the way the way I would end it. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of my crowdfunded comic, <laughs> Escape to Earth. <laughs> like <laughs> But, you know, I would say traditionally it would end with, um, you know, maybe Die Hard takes like a, a big fist to the face. And then he's like on mm-hmm. the ground, maybe reaching to the camera. It's like, oh, my circuits are fried. Oh, no. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, like yeah. that sort of thing. You know, maybe Die going to get beat and it'll make you want to tune in uh, next week. Uh, or, you know, or with Image's case, like, you know, six months from now when the next issue comes next up. out. Yeah. <laughs> And like, man, what's gonna happen to Die Hard? Is he gonna die hard? <laughs>
2: um, I guess I'll have to wait for the next winter solstice to find out. <laughs>
1: yeah, but uh, but wow, like, and uh, again, this was the number one independent comic at the time. I mean, the guys that like. First Comics and Pacific, they must have been, like, just so angry. They're like, ah, this image and this Malibu are taken away from our numbers. Or maybe even Dark Horse. I'm sure they were around at this point. Yeah, yeah. They must have been so mad. And then they read it, and they're like, oh, well, the art is good. But, God, this story is abysmal. Like, what's the industry coming to? Um, But, wow, what a time uh, to be a comic book fan uh, back then. Uh, What a bunch of interesting stuff. But, uh whoo well um yeah all right so that ladies and gentlemen uh, let me see if i can get back to a, like a cover here nope that's not what i wanted is uh young blood number one um wow uh, anything else to say yeah before we uh, render a verdict no no i'm uh i'm ready to render the verdict all right sounds good to me Remember, you're question. Whew. So, Yael Velasquez, or should I call you by your
2: young blood name, Vice? You would just be Vice, right? <laughs> no, it, it, it'd be something even less creative. It'd just be like uh, Spanish. <laughs> oh, Spanish <laughs> Vice. Or no, like uh, what's. um... Uh,
1: g- Spanish for. Yeah. <laughs> Hispanic Vice. All right. Do you think that young blood. No, no, wait. Before we were in our verdict, All right, I want to know, which story do you think is
2: better between the away team and the home (laughs) team? Um, Man, if it wasn't for the end, I would say the home team story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because here's the thing, the home team has the better story till the end, and the away team has the worst story until the end. Oh, that's so true because at the end like that really interesting ha- thing happens with sci-fi where we find out, Hey, this hero is a freaking psychopath, right. a murderous psychopath. And with the awake and it's all boring up until then mm. pretty much, you know, like nobody really stands out. And then with the home team, it's like, Oh, this is kind of a cool team, cool designs. Oh, uh, they got a lair, you know, uh, chapel's banging a hose, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. And then at the end it's like, huh? <laughs> That's it. Right, right. They So I don't, I don't know. I I don't think I can I don't think I can even choose cuz they're like neither one <laughs> neither one is satisfying in the way like they could have been. Right. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't say it any
1: better myself. Uh so I guess we'll just have to jump into the I will say that okay, the there was a lot of plot problems with the away team one. Uh, uh but yes. but at least there was an ending. Uh the the home team the, there wasn't any sort of teleporting with the characters, at least as far as the plot goes. But, yeah, the, that ending was abysmal. It was, like, worse than, like, you know, indie art house film
2: ending. Like, it just, yeah. it just ended. It left you feeling nothing. Yeah. Uh, now, if I had to read one of these, if somebody was like, okay, you have to, like, read one of these stories again, mm-hmm. I'd probably go with the whole yep. team. So I guess I'll say the whole team. All right, okay.
1: Uh, I'll agree with that okay so overall should Youngblood number one be tossed into the back issue bin of obscurity never to be heard from again or should it be uh, remembered for all of comic books history
2: you know I I know we kind of like made a lot of fun of the like you said like the teleporting around especially with the away team stuff and uh, we made fun of some stuff here and there but I think it should be remembered Um, this is man i and obviously i have a lot of nostalgia for it in the period and it does take me back Mm. but um it's such like a quintessential 90s comic Mm. book like like it's it's the 90s in paper form (laughs) and uh there's something about that that's cool and should be remembered uh you know even if it's looking back at maybe what not to do in a comic (laughs) uh (laughs) you know and again, I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like, like I'm shitting on Rob Liefeld mm-hmm. because I like mm-hmm. him and I like the art, man. His art is fun to Absolutely. look at, you know, and it, it pops, mm-hmm. It you know? does. uh, and a lot of this stuff, I actually think I, I, you know, going back to the story, I don't think the plot itself is bad. I think it's the dialogue yeah, that kind of very screws cheesy. it up because the opening away story I think it's a really cool idea to start off, especially thinking about the t- that period in time in the mm-hmm. 90s, right around the Gulf War uh, and stuff, to think about like, okay, this is something where there's something going on in the Middle East and, you know, the president's got like this the gov- U.S. government has this team, mm-hmm. but they don't. the president doesn't want to say like what kind of force we're using. Right. Like, there's a lot of like cool ideas there. It's just like the dialogue is executed in a clunky manner. Mm-hmm. And I assume as far as the plot, Rob was probably like, oh yeah, hey, I want... Some uh, banter between combat and uh, cougar, uh, and then the guy that wrote the banter sucked at it. You know, sorry if you're listening to this, I hope uh, you're not,
1: but it just I hope he is. I mean, not, uh, I mean, uh, it's no offense to him, but I mean, I just hope he's listening because that would, (laughs) but
2: uh, (laughs) I just want anybody to listen, no, no, but I, I think like and to. His defense, this is, that was kind of typical of 90s too, some of the banter here. So, I mean, it is also like a bit of how things were back then. But anyways, long story short, yes, for me.
1: How about all you? right. I uh echo a lot of the sentiment that you said there. <laughs> uh it, I mean, back in the 90s, it was all about the art and the story was last. Like as we... As yeah. I talked about in the, of course, it's not an IMDB, um, like sort of like the credits of the comic, neither of these guys are particularly strong, uh, writers. Like, I mean, and if you go back and think about who the big writers were in the nineties, it's like, at least in the mainstream, who can you, there's like Peter David, like he did mainstream stuff that was good. Uh, um. Chris Claremont. Yeah, yeah, Chris Claremont. And though but those guys were, you know, cash and checks by the big guys. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, Rob and the rest of the uh, the image dudes, they probably were like, oh, you know, I'm we're we're I'm a pretty big deal. I can I can do this writer thing, no problem. And uh, which, you know, ended up a lot of these books. They definitely suffer in the story department,
2: but uh, but but, you know, Steve, and just to play devil's advocate here, I, in Rob's defense, you know, Rob's not saying I'm a great mm-hmm. writer because he got somebody else to do the writing mm-hmm. for him. He, but And I can see how Rob would say, hey, I've created Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I created Cable, these, like, big characters uh, that are super popular. So I know how to create characters and uh, what personality traits they should have. Right. So I can see how he's like, okay, well – you know, I can definitely like come up with like some plots for these characters. I just need to let somebody else do the writing. So, I, 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 th- I think in Rob, the the problem with Youngblood, I really think, is the dialogue mm. itself more than anything. I mean, there's obviously like the non-ending ending for the home right. team. That's shit. But uh, I don't, I don't know what happened there.
1: <laughs> uh, right. I think it probably would have. <laughs> I would say benefited him, but I mean, it was already a huge success. But if he just would have done one full comic instead of this flip book uh, gimmick, um, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, writers in the '90s were an afterthought. Uh, but yeah, Rob's art, if anything, it's uh, memorable. I would all, almost compare his art to like Nicolas Cage, who uh, all of his performances are memorable. <laughs> Uh, you know, it might not be the best like all the time, right. but it's memorable. You'll always remember a Nicolas Cage performance and you will always remember uh, a Rob Liefeld comic because of his uh, art style. So, yeah, just to sum up here um, and it uh, he, he may not deserve it. But, yeah, I definitely want to uh, save it as well. I I could never Think about—I uh, can never not think about comics in the '90s and not think about uh, Youngblood and Rob Liefeld because he made it. <laughs> he
2: made—he
1: yeah. was the '9—he nin- was '90s comics for sure. So in that regard, I will uh, definitely save it. It would have been interesting if maybe they would have gotten maybe a more seasoned writer if they could get like—I mean—and Alan Moore actually were He like wrote the Wildcats like later in his career, but I, I feel like maybe. When they were starting out an image, maybe they were thinking like this was going to be their chance to like sort of do almost kind of do everything like, uh, you know, it's like, I'll get this guy. He's going to sort of help out with the writing. But like, this is my indie film. This is my vanity project. Like, I'm going to do everything. And so, yeah, anyway, long story short, we are saving young blood. And here's the bumper.
0: In accordance to Obscurity Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast and all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good
1: show. Whew. Well, uh, that was definitely fun, <laughs> for sure, as uh, reading any <laughs> Rob Liefeld comic is... Uh, I can only imagine like maybe if uh, someone was maybe more of a serious artist, maybe if they were re- not saying that you aren't <laughs> or any of us, but <laughs> maybe someone who was more classically trained reading one and they're just like,
0: ah, God, the anatomy, the hand, the foot. Or, right. But right. then you get the other
1: good stuff like the action, like the the design of the characters. Like, so it's a give and take. It's a give and take. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything sure, else sure. to say about Rob Liefeld, Youngblood,
2: Image? Anything? Uh, no, no. I mean, it was cool reading this. Definitely took me back uh, to those days, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty much what I remembered going into it, uh, and what I expected. A lot of teeth, a lot of <laughs> biceps, a lot of pouches and and muscles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know that that's that's what was cool then. Absolutely. And,
1: uh, well, I guess that is going to do it for this episode of obscurity. Now, um, if you like comics, uh, I'll be having mine come out eventually got to figure out how to sell it. Maybe a Shopify store or something like that. Uh, but, uh, and make sure you follow us on Twitter to get all the information about not only this show, but, uh, the upcoming release of escape to earth and um, how, uh, how, how's the videos going along these days, you hell? Uh, they're, they're coming, Steve. Uh, they're coming along. Should I not ask? I don't want to put you on the spot every yeah, time. Just
2: just just, just stop <laughs> They'll be here.
1: Soon. All right. Well, that's our show, everyone. Uh, make sure you join us uh, maybe next Sunday. Uh, we'll have to talk about that as we will continue to discuss even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time
0: you've been enjoying obscurity now a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to twitch and youtube subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts and take notice of our various social media links if that's what you're into i'm not here to judge and make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Media.